You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Um, let's uh, let's we wrap this show here. Let's uh, let's kind of go around the league. I know we, we we did talk a little bit about some of the stuff happening around the league, but some of the stuff is Knicks adjacent. So I think we could uh, bring it up here. So let's start in Atlanta. Um, Nate McMillan is out as head coach. He was fired over the um, over the All Star break. Tommy Beard calling his shot, saying that essentially that that game the Knicks played was uh, maybe the last game they Mill ever coaches at the Hawks, and that was the case. They let him go at the Knicks, blew them out on February 15th. Quinn Snyder is said to be Atlanta's top target to take over the team, not just as a head coach, also maybe as a president of basketball operations, which is very fascinating to me, considering they did elevate Landry Fields as a general manager. Also, the team is reportedly looking to get a deal done in season. So I guess that would uh, I would assume that means he could come in and coach in a week or two, I know Joe Prunty right now is the interim coach, but they're trying to get a deal done with Quinn Snyder right now. So a um, lot of stuff happening in Atlanta with that. Just uh, as a yeah. Wolves bomb dropped in the last five minutes, actually. Um, ESPN, so this is what Wojnarowski just tweeted. ESPN sources, Quinn Snyder and the, Atlanta and the Atlanta Hawks are progressing in talks on a deal to make him the franchise's next head coach, and a resolution could come within days. Snyder is full mm. is the full focus of the Hawks search now, and sides are deep in conversations on what a vision for the future will look like together. Um, as a follow-up tweet, Woj says, Snyder has been discussing philosophy and organization building with GM Landry Fields, assistant GM Kyle Korver and Oni Tony Resler in recent days. Conversations giving both sides a chance to fully think through how a partnership together would work, sources said. So uh, that the momentum there barreling towards Quinn Snyder being the lead man in Atlanta. Meanwhile, MA reporter Jared Weiss, over the course of all this turmoil, he said that he would expect that the Hawks could explore the possibility of trading Trey Young this offseason. So a lot happening with the Atlanta Hawks, a team that the Knicks beat on February 15th and have now uh, hit a, a maybe a reset button in Atlanta, a team that's also right behind the Knicks uh, in the standings uh, as Knicks sit about three and a half games up on them. So important to watch there. Other quick notes, um, the Kevin Love signed with the Miami Heat. He was brought out by the Cavs, so as an impact on the Cavs and impact on the Heat. Again, two teams also. Uh, the Knicks should have interest in and Heat just a half game behind the Knicks in the standings. And then Russell Westbrook staying in Los Angeles, but going over to play for the Clippers. So um, never a dull moment in this league. So first, I want to touch that Trey Young thing real quick before we even talk about Trent Quinn Snyder, because we know the Knicks are in a situation where it's all about eventually trading for a star. That's at least what we've been told, that the plan is to amass these assets, play uh, quality basketball so you look like an attractive destination, and then use those assets and that attractive destination to convince a star who requested a trade that you're the right place for them, and then you can go trade them, and then that guy be your star moving forward. So anytime there's a star available, I think there's a conversation needs to be had about should the Knicks get this guy. So 
there are a lot of people, not just Jared Weiss, but a lot of other people also talking about could Trey Young be that next guy who asks for a trade and is he the next guy potentially on the market? Knicks right now have a point guard, um, but should the Knicks entertain bringing in Trey Young if he becomes available? The answer is yes. I mean, listen, Trey Young led the NBA in points, total points, and total assists last season. Um, I think he's just the second player in NBA history to do that. I think Tiny Archibald did it once. Um, but needless to say, those, those, that's not easy to do in a league as talented. And and for him to do it at age 22 or 23, um, whatever he was last season, um, he's played bad this season. I mean, you, he's, he's, he's basically, to give Nick fans some context, he's less efficient this season than R.J. Barrett is. Um, so that should kind of give you, he has a lower true shooting percentage, a lower effective field goal percentage. Um, so that, and, and you talk about high value, uh, the ball is always in his hands and, you know, turnovers are up. Um, that being said, uh, obviously this is cost prohibitive. I would be shocked if the Hawks even consider trading, um, Trey Young at any point over the next, you know, 12 months. Um, they just really? fired their head coach, presumably because Trey Young asked them to, or at least there was some conflict there. I don't know. I, you know, I pr- probably would have leaked out if he had directly demanded that the coach be fired. Um, mm-hmm. But it certainly, see, you know, there's a lot of smoke there around that relationship had soured between him and Nate McMillan. The Hawks made a decision, very unsurprisingly, to side with their star $200 million investment um, in Trey Young. Um, they're bringing in Quinn Snyder. Um, Snyder has a relationship of, you know, you know, has a, has a reputation of developing relationships with his players. Um, so I would, I think that's a good hire, uh, by the Hawks. I think it's a smart move by Quinn Snyder. Um, you're basically getting in on the ground floor of what, what promises to be a kind of venture, uh, you know, uh, at least a, a, an organization that has a, a roster that has the potential to be really good. Um, so again, I would be, unless Trey Young, the only way they would consider trading him is if Trey Young publicly, not only privately, but publicly demands that I'm, I'm not going to play another game in Atlanta for whatever reason, you know, who knows, you know, and will I say that's, that's impossible? Absolutely not. Um, we've seen, you know, in the last two weeks, you know, the prior to the all break, Kyrie and KD and, and Ross. So we, we know how that situation plays out. Never say never in the NBA. That being said, um, I assume that this will kind of, you know, the, if the temperature was, if the, if the water was bubbling a little bit and the temperature was turned up, this will cool off, give everyone a chance to get a deep breath. Um, and then even over the summer, no matter how the season ends for the Hawks, if they obviously, if they win a playoff series or, you know, advance to the sixth seed or, you know, get into the playoffs and take the, you know, the Celtics to six games or something like that. Um, okay, now we got Quinn Snyder. Let's get everyone on the same page. Yeah. Let's figure out what we want to do with John Collins. Maybe, maybe move him and get a player that's, you know, better suited to play alongside Trey Young, more of a defensive-minded player. Um, all that stuff will get figured out. It's the first year with DeJounte Murray. We'll give that year, uh, that backcourt another year to kind of see how they gel. Um, if and when in the summer of 2024, um, things are still, everyone's on the same page. They have another disappointing season. I assume at that point um, they could start exploring um, and that, and even at that point, they'd be asking for the Donovan Mitchell package plus another couple picks or another, you know, wow. so, yeah, I think if you're, if you're wow. talking about players in terms okay. of, 
in, in terms of value, a 25-year-old player that can average 30 and 10 in today's NBA that can shoot the three effortlessly. Um, yes, he's a defensive liability, um, but plenty of other players are. I just think that you know plenty of other franchises would love to to have Trey Young as their centerpiece. Um, you know, in, in terms of statistical production, there have been very few players in league history that have been as productive over the first few years. And just in terms of the way the game is played, three point shooting, um, you know, ability for for point guards to penetrate into the paint, how important that is. The way the the way the the goals are officiated just favors a guy like Trey more than at any point in NBA history. Um, that's just, there's, there, I think, again, he's a very valuable piece. So I, I would expect the Hawks to do everything within their power to keep him happy and keep, it, keep him in Atlanta. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'll be honest. A little, I'm a little surprised uh, at, at the at the bullish praise for Trey Young. Not that he's not an extremely talented player. I just think that right now a lot of people are down on him. And, and for me, like when I think of a potential fit for the Knicks, I will give it away to Spider because of a side talk in terms of what I think about the Knicks going after Trey Young. Is Trey Young valid? No. no! Yeah, uh, is Trey Young valid? Not in my book right now. Um, I, I think that to me, first of all, Jalen Brunson is playing so good right now. Like he's had a much better season. Yes, uh, uh, and, and we and we talked about this prior to the. Yes, there was yeah. there was no question Jalen Brunson is having a better season than Trey Young. And if I'm the Knicks, I might prefer. Jalen Brunson too, considering right. you know Jalen Brunson's relatively young, the stability he brings to the organization, um, the locker room mentality. So I'm not sure the Knicks. I don't think the Knicks would have interest in Trey Young. But again, this okay. is an asset allocation business. If you have a chance, yeah, that, you know, if you have a Lamborghini, that doesn't mean you don't want a Ferrari. Also, um, if it you know if the cost is the right price, and he says I only want to play in New York for whatever weird reason, certainly I think the Knicks would consider it. Um, but again, they're very happy with the point guard as well. They should be. So I don't. This is no. By no means a knock on, on Jalen Brunson. I yeah. think Jalen Brunson would tell the front office, listen, if Trey Young wants to come here, let's figure it out. And that's a credit to Jalen Brunson as well. Like, obviously, they're not a fit together. But whatever, yeah. you know, you, you, again, you just try to get the best players and and, and, and then go from there. Um, but, yes, the, the Knicks, for the first time in, you know, 20 years, yeah. don't have to, you know, give, you know, don't have to dream about having a point guard because they have as good, a you know, if you know, as quality a point guard as, as they can hope for. And look, if you would have told me, uh, you know, even like, you know, prior to the start of 2023, would I enchain a Trey Young trade? And I think we kind of did mention it at one point. I would have said yes. Like, I, as good as Brunson was playing, I would have said, look, right. Trey sure. Young is close to that superstar level. And look, I'm trying to upgrade every position I can. As much as I love JB, I would consider it. I, I, the way JB is playing recently and, and what I've seen from Trey Young, I just, he, I feel like he's a guy who's really living on that series against the Knicks and Ben Simmons not wanting to shoot. He played against a team with a bunch of guys on one-year contracts, um, a first-time All-Star, and a guy, a team who had a 20-year-old, the second-best player, and, okay, he obliterated them. He played great. No question about that. And then he went up against a team whose second-best player didn't want to shoot. Like, what, like how much are we really going to talk about Trey Young and what's happened since? I thought in that Miami series, he got kind of exposed by that defense. He had a terrible series in that first-round matchup against the Heat last year, a series that 
a lot of people thought he played really well. I thought he played really well, given what we've seen from him previously in the playoffs. Um, he was a, he was a disaster in that series. And now you have this season, um, two coaches that he did not get along with now gone, uh, and Lloyd Pierce now, Nate McMillan. I will say this. Um, I have been – Quinn Snyder might be my favorite coach, like, in the NBA. Like, I've, I've always been a super – a super fan of Quinn Snyder. Like in some ways, I think people kind of forget what happened with Quinn Snyder with Utah. Like the reporting wasn't necessarily that Danny Ainge wanted him gone. Uh, Danny Ainge essentially kind of wanted him back. And uh, Quinn Snyder said, look, I don't want to be a part of a rebuild. And that's why he eventually resigned. He didn't get fired. So I, I think to me, Quinn Snyder is a great fit. And I think he's a great fit for Trey Young. Cause I think that the way he coaches offensive basketball, he'll actually get Trey Young to not dominate the ball as much as he, he has, and now it's going to take Trey to have an open mind. He's got to be willing to play that way. But I think he's, and in many ways, a perfect coach for Trey Young. So that's part of the reason why I think that that I don't know how strongly they will try to trade him. But I just get first of all, you talked about the temperature bubbling up. I mean, uh, you know, shout out to my guy Carl Dukes who works at CBS Sports Radio, and I know he does local radio in Atlanta. I mean, just seeing his reactions, seeing some of the local Atlanta sports radio reaction. I mean, it is it is at a boiling point in terms of the frustration with Trey Young as a leader, maybe not necessarily from the fan base, but definitely from the media. So I, I, I don't know how often, how willing he will be to con- kind of run this back again with this organization, a team that has talent, but looks stuck. They look like even if they, you know, maybe make one or two trades here to kind of change the furniture at best, they look like a top six, seven team. Like they don't look like a team that is competing with the Bucks and Celtics for sure. They definitely look like a step below those teams. So does he look to say, hey, maybe there's some someone else I can go after? Do the Hawks say, hey, maybe, you know, we do need to tear this thing down and, and start from scratch. Or maybe they say, hey, John Murray is a two-way player who can play point. Maybe we put give him the ball and we give Trey Young and see if we can get a, a top-notch wing to play next to Murray. I think all these things could be on the table, but the, the situation in Atlanta is definitely fascinating, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, again, I just think from, you know, if you're, if you're rebuilding or, or tearing the thing down to have a 24 year old that averaged 29 and 10 last year, yeah. um, is kind of the guy you want to build around. But again, I get it. You could argue that they're empty stats. You could argue that he gives up just, you know, nearly as many points as he generates. I, I get all that. Um, I just think if you're trading that guy away, you're going to have a hard time finding. Um, but I do. It is interesting that the, the fact that the Atlanta media, Atlanta media um, would, you know, and, and his leadership doesn't seem like it's top notch. Um, so there's, there's, there's a, there could be some smoke there. Um, I'd be very yes. interested to see. Um, and the other thing that does make it at least somewhat plausible is having DeJounte Murray, who they gave up a ton for, um, that could slide in and, and handle point guard duties. It's very rare that a team has two capable play, players, two players capable of playing point guard at an all-star level. Um, but Atlanta does so that, that at least gives, um, it makes it a little bit more likely that they would at least explore opportunities. Yeah, look, Trey Young is immensely talented. I I love Trey Young coming out of the draft, but I I do I do hope that maybe this is a wake up call because um, yeah. a lot came to him very fast after that yeah. playoff run a couple of years ago, went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and there's been very little to show for since. Um, I think that in many ways he has the talent to absolutely be a top notch guard, a perennial All Star, and a guy who leads his team deep in the playoffs year in and year out. But um, th- this is this is now you're looking at two coaches that I don't think would necessarily speak highly of him on the way out. And there are frustrations with him moving forward. I hope that, you know, maybe this is his Jason Kidd in Dallas and Phoenix era. You know, Kidd was throwing out coaches left and right. I mean, he, he still threw out Byron Scott, even in New Jersey. But, you know, like I'm hoping maybe this is that young era where, you know, exciting player comes onto the scene, maybe he doesn't understand how to 
handle being a leader, handle being uh, a guy who everybody looks at with all the pressure. And I hope that maybe he, he kind of goes in this next phase of his career and really kind of shines. I hope and, not for the Knicks, but right. against the Knicks, but, but, you know, just for his career because he and, has the talent. And then when when and when Jay Kidd's value was at his lowest early in his career, the Nets yep. took advantage and then rode that to multiple final you know exactly. final appearances and um, you know one of the best players of all time and you know uh, yes yep. his, his his reputation as a coach killer was well earned um, but again in the NBA um, if you can play point guard at that level and Trey Young is nowhere near Jason Kidd in terms of all around production um, because of what what Kidd brought on the defensive end as well um, but yeah those that type of talent is is rare so that those why those guys will have second and third and fourth and fifth chances absolutely but you're right the fact that the coaches that have been around him don't speak highly of him is not a great uh not a great sign absolutely and then real quickly love going to the heat any thought on how that impacts this eastern conference race this this chant this this fight with the knicks trying to stay above water and stay out of the seventh seed uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, if for no other reason, if the Heat and Cavs play each other in the first round, that'll be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I just I don't think it's a major move one way or the other. Um, the reason Love was completely out of the rotation for the five seed in the East because defensively he just couldn't stay in front of guys. Um, teams are targeting him every time down the floor and pick and rolls, etc. Um, and he's a crafty defender and he's a veteran. He's a high basketball IQ. Drew some charges. Um, so I was yeah. surprised to see that he couldn't at least get, you know, 15 minutes a night for Cleveland and, and they were cool, uh, moving on from him. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a game, um, maybe it's against the Knicks. They, you know, again, they, the Knicks play the heat three times over, over the final, uh, five weeks of the season here where he scores 18 points and, and knocks down five threes, um, and, and really gives the heat a, 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 you know, big bump off the bench. Um, we saw him doing in Cleveland. I, I forget what, you know, early in the season when he had, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, that game in, in, uh, in Cleveland. Yeah. In yeah. Cleveland, yeah. Um, you know, there'll be other nights where he scores, you know, four points in, in four minutes and probably some nights where he, he's a DMPCD. Um, but, yeah, a good, smart move by the, the Heat who have depth issues. Um, they dealt with some injuries. They just haven't been able to figure out their rotation. Um, can't hurt to have a guy like that in your locker room. Um, and I've always had respect for Kevin Love just for the, uh, uh, the, the attention he's brought to mental health awareness too. So, yeah, um, for sure. good dude, good locker room guy. Um, I, don't, I don't really see a downside there for Miami. Yeah, it's worth the gamble. I mean, they've been playing guys like Hayward Highsmith a, a yes. ton of minutes. Um, yeah. You know, they, 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 he did not have a lot of depth. So uh, they can take a flyer on a guy like this. I do think one of the problems that Heat have is uh, they are not an athletic team. And I think in some ways what has always been impressive about their defense is how much they fly around. And when you got a team that's thrown out there, Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love and, you know, Tyler Hero is not going to play any defense. Um, Jimmy Butler is a great defender, but you know, he's older. That probably my only concern is, is, you know, how much does this hurt the heat? Like, you know, what you can say about a guy like Highsmith or some of these other younger players playing Orlando Robinson, these guys are young. They could fly around a little bit. Him taking time out away from those guys that hurt their defense, maybe. But if he goes around, hits a couple of clutch threes, um, to, to help the heat secure a fifth or a sixth seed, or he wins a game because he hits a couple of clutch threes, if you know, he's capable of maybe yeah. it's worth it. So, um, yeah. The, yeah. one thing, the one thing I would say about Miami is I'm really surprised they didn't address that point guard issue. Um, we, oh, we yeah. talked about it after the Knicks torch Lowry um, early in the season. He looked like a shell of himself. It turns out he missed four or five games um, with knee soreness after that Knicks game, and it wasn't surprising because he looked you know, like he was stuck in quicksand. Um, trying to guard IQ in front of those guys, so um, you know we'll see if that you'll we'll see if maybe some rest if the also break how how he plays well, but um, uh, that's got to be a, a source of concern for Miami. So. 
is going to be a fun race to follow in the East, mixed right in the thick of it. 